Right now, we're going to talk a little bit about your credit card debt. Uh, see if this is something that maybe rings true to you. Credit card debt has hit an all-time high in Canada. Ouch. So what's going on? Is this all due to inflation? Is this maybe poor spending choices or habits by Canadians? What's the story here? We're going to talk about it right now with our guest, who's an economist at Concordia University and no stranger to the show. Moshe Lander is joining us. Moshe, always good to talk to you. Happy Friday. Thanks for being here. Oh, are we? Do we have you, Moshe? Are you there? I'm here. There we go. <laughs> I figured. I figured you were, Moshe. Thank you so much for making the time to talk about this. Um, not, I think, really surprising information uh, that Canadians are carrying a lot of credit card debt. But uh, maybe the fact that it's hit an all-time high is. What was your reaction when you saw this? No, I, I don't know that I, I was even surprised to see that it hit an all-time high. Hmm. You, you gave a bunch of good explanations at the top there. Uh, I'm going to add another one to the story here, which is very few Canadians use cash anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so because we've gotten used to using a tap feature, it's a lot harder to keep track of our finances because we don't see it in the way that we see cash disappearing from our pocket. And so sometimes you get that surprise that, whoa, I didn't realize that was my credit card balance. And once it starts building up, it's really hard to get back down. You know, Moshe, it's like you've been here for every day of the show this far so week because we've been talking about mobile payments and smart payments. Uh, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday we were talking about this and asking people what it is that they use. Do people just tap everywhere they go? A lot of people saying that, yeah, that's that's their new normal. And talking about how it is, it's kind of harder to keep track of your spending. So is there data to suggest that people are overspending because they're tapping and because it's just so easy to make purchases? Well, at the end of the day, they can't necessarily overspend, right? You can still only spend up to what your income is. Sure, if sure. you're, if you spend beyond your income, I mean, I mean, I guess if your credit limit is uh, beyond in a way that as long as you're making your minimum interest payments, but it's going to catch up to you. And, and I think that that's what we've been seeing then within the data is that as interest rates have gone up quickly, uh, all of a sudden we're having to make cuts elsewhere. And so where that money might have gone to pay our credit card bill, we're now finding ourselves in a position where we can't even do that. And so that's where the struggle comes in, that that interest rate on your credit card debt can really start to accumulate too. And, and that can add then to uh, already overstretched debt. And we know that there is increased debt because of inflation. I mean, things cost more right now. We know Ottawa is trying to put a little bit of pressure on grocery CEOs to try to make food prices come, come down. There are certain industries where things are just costing us more right now. But is it is it something that we can point to and say this is because of inflation or is it is it maybe this sort of lax attitude and maybe overspending that people are really embracing? Which one is it? I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an either or. I think you're right. It's it, it's maybe a bit of both. So you, you know, there's there's always the joke in Canada that as the U.S. goes, so does Canada. Or you know, just divide by ten and lag six months. And the U.S. for years has had a terrible record with you know overspending, overborrowing, living on debt, and it's finally worked its way across the border. That you know, we are a consumer-driven society as well. And much as we like to try and distinguish ourselves from the Americans, we're just as bad. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're finally um, starting to pay the consequences, much the same way they did 15 years ago when they had a housing market collapse and uh, they were over-indebted, in part because back then money was relatively free. And so we're, we're having that same experience here. So talk a little bit about that, about the potential collapse and where this could lead us. You know, we're talking about this as something that is maybe normal or maybe expected, um, but what are the potential ramifications of this? 
Well, I, I think that at some point you're going to find that an increasing number of Canadians are caught up in an unstable situation. And so does this push them to personal insolvency, right? Are they going to have to declare bankruptcy or are they going to have to default on their credit card? Is this going to ruin their credit score? Is this going to make it difficult when eventually things turn around to get the next mortgage because they don't have a good credit rating? So, you know, it has the potential to balloon pretty quickly. And if in the process it starts to take down the banks that are essentially behind financing these credit cards, they could find that their profits are compromised as well. I don't know that we're necessarily going to end up in some sort of terrible economic collapse, but the the risks are certainly there that I think, you know, mines in in CIBC, TD uh, headquarters are, how are we going to make sure that we don't push people Mm -hmm. to the brink of bankruptcy and take ourselves down with them? Is there a a rule of thumb that maybe people can use to look at their finances and say, Maybe you can suggest, like, is there a percentage of people's income that's healthy to be carried via debt? How can people sort of break this down and and understand whether or not they're in a situation that maybe they need to reanalyze or look at more, more closely? I think that the safest thing to always do is take whatever your interest rate is right now and tack on another 3%, another 5%, and see, would you be able to continue to function at that higher interest rate? And so we would call those stress tests, right? So the same way that you can put a body through a stress test to see how it would withstand higher and higher levels of stress put on it, you can check to see, are you going to be able to handle if interest rates go up another three percentage points? And if you can't handle the current debt that you have, whether it's mortgages or credit cards, then don't take on that debt to begin with. And it's really hard when the credit card limit says, hey, it's here for you if you want it, uh, and to be able to withstand it, especially when times are tough. Uh, you know, you stop asking a lot of questions like, will I be able to manage? It's, will I be able to get to tomorrow? And sometimes those long-term strategic decisions just don't play out. What about the fact, uh, someone's bringing this up on the text line as we're having this conversation, of salaries not keeping pace. Is that something that's playing into this too? That's that's the bigger issue, right? So we're, we're talking about inflation. If, if wages were keeping pace with inflation, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But it's that wages are not keeping pace. And even if we had 2% inflation, the, the Bank of Canada's target, If your wages are only going up 1%, that means that you're losing real purchasing power despite the fact that you're actually getting a raise. Uh, So uh, we've been seeing that, especially in the middle to lower income brackets, uh, that Canadians haven't been keeping pace even when inflation was low. And so that's been adding to the pressure uh, of trying to figure out how to make ends meet. And when you find that rents are rising or that the minimum down payment to get a house uh, is going up as well, uh, if the credit is there, you just put it there and don't ask any questions and you know just pray that something's going to work out in the end. Moshe, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts on this one and uh, for making the time. Always appreciate it. Let's do something more positive next time. Have a good weekend. <laughs> we'll try to. Thanks, Moshe. Take care.